We want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's a destination specialist with touring plans and can help you plan an amazing vacation. Whether it's Disney, Universal, a cruise, or an all-inclusive, she can help you with booking, planning, and strategizing to help you have an incredible experience at a great rate. Contact her today at Michelle at touringplans.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney and Doug. We got a great episode today. We're kind of going a little bit outside the parks, but inside the parks, it's going to be a little bit of singing and dancing involved, but not from us. You don't want no, to hear us sing. Not, no, don't. no, no singing, no dancing from Doug. So no, I would love to they see They turned that. it off already. They, they're like singing and dancing. Nope, click. Doug. Yep. Stay I wonder, tuned. It's I not wonder us. if uh, any of our Patreons will want to hear us sing or dance. Nope. They don't. If they do, that's where we'll do it. And the Patreon show. In fact, we have two new Patreons we got to give a shout out to this week. Paul and Jessica, thank you for joining the Rope Drop Radio community. Jessica, you get bonus points for having a Baby Yoda Grogu uh, little uh, face right there. And that makes me very happy because I'm watching The Mandalorian for like the third time with my son. So thank you for that. And we have all sorts of great bonus episodes, content. And uh, one of you even requested Rope Drop Radio socks. And we got that too, Doug. Yeah, we have socks that you can now purchase. Uh, They're beautiful beautiful socks anyway on to apple podcast reviews thank you to everyone that's taken the time out of your day to leave a little review because not only does it help us it helps other people know what to expect when they come listen to rope drop radio like this review that was written okay are we ready funny and enjoyable i feel like that's a good there you go i like it that's it it's by blue point 1776 oh great podcast Derek, Doug, and family feel like good friends from day one. Always put a smile on my face listening to these guys. There you go. Oh, short to the point. Yes. Also, he's pretty old at 1776. Well, I mean, might have something to do with, like, the independence it could. of our I'm nation. throwing it out there. I'm not know. a scholar to know if Blue Point was, like, some special thing and our nation's beginnings. I need to know more I about don't know. this. So hit us up on Messenger. Yeah, let us we, know yeah. what that means. I, I feel like I've already failed. There's, It's going to be like in the nas- next National Treasure, like Disney oh, Plus series. they are making I that. I saw that. I'm really excited. Yes. I like Nicolas Cage. You I do. hope they make like 10 like of those yourself. movies. I do. Of course uh, I do. I don't know about that. We don't need Oh, we need more of those. Just Nicholas. like Avatar is going to no. go on forever. National Treasure goes on we forever. We need... I don't know if that was the comparison you wanted to sell me on with that, Derek. It was, I had it planned since I watched a thing on Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5 today. So it's in my mind. Okay. You know how a show can go on forever? Yes. It, it makes it to Broadway. Oh, and it it can does just make run it to Broadway. Forever. You're right. Wow. What a transition. That was good. I'm impressed right now, Doug. Every now and then. Usually Every I'm now the now one then. that does it. So you, you got it today. So yeah, we're going to be talking about Broadway and Walt Disney World and how they intersect. And we'll cover all the shows that you find in the parks and in New York. But Doug and I, we don't really have the best musical background or Broadway background. So... 
Doug, we had to find a special I've guest. Been. You've been? I've been to Broadway. I've been to Broadway. I, I've that seen does, a couple doesn't things. Qualify no, me. not at all. Uh, but we brought a special guest on, and you can find her on TikTok and making playbills for the internet and rat-based musicals. Welcome to the show, Jess Siswick. Hello there. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you very much for yeah, joining thank us. Thank you. I have to say that was an incredibly smooth transition, and perhaps Blue Point, their favorite musical is 1776, so it all connects. Oh, maybe. Wow. Oh, oh okay. Decisive. This show is getting deep. I like it. like it. Well, thanks for joining us. And let's start, Jess, with you giving the Rope Droppers a little bit of your Disney background. Oh, I, I have been in love with all things Disney since I was three years old and got the Little Mermaid VHS for my birthday. And I think that that in turn uh, made me love musical theater. I think um, with us all being exposed to Alan Menken and Howard Ashman at a young age, mm -hmm. uh, it just made me fall in love with telling stories through music. And then I was very fortunate to, uh, growing up in Europe as I did, um, to go to Walt Disney World a lot as a child for family vacations. And I just fell in love with the parks because it's like, it's like, immersive theater these theme parks everything has been meticulously designed to tell a story and it's just the perfect intersection of my two favorite things which is uh theater and um and walt disney uh i love it so much and i got very very upset in the beginning of the pandemic when the parks closed because i was going to be there um i was meant to be there uh on a work trip and it got cancelled because of the pandemic and then i started making my own Disney fun and uh, recreated about 13 theme park rides in my room with my office chair and a lot of cardboard and made this whole um, this whole trend called homemade Disney where everyone was making their own theme park rides um, mostly based on Twitter just interacting with a lot of people and it was so much fun and it just it kept my love for the parks alive when we all couldn't go and uh, um, thankfully I've been able to go back again and just walking through in, on Main Street the first time after being away for so long was just wonderful. And and what I love about Main Street is that they play some old musicals on there. Like I love listening mm -hmm. to uh, Put On Your Sunday Clothes from Hello Dolly. Um, there's a lot of Hello Dolly actually in the Main Street music loop. And it's just wonderful. I love how they intersect with each other. They really do yeah, do a good job of merging those together and your videos back at the beginning of the pandemic were fantastic. I think that's when I first, you know, started following you on Twitter. Um, not on TikTok because according to my children, I am too old to be on TikTok. Oh, come on, dog. I, it's that's what they say. That's true. My my son will text me a TikTok to watch. I'll watch it and then say if I watch another one and then he'll yell at me like, "What are you doing? You can't watch that. You're too old." <laughs> so, but I pff. During the pandemic, yeah. we did what we could. Doug, at one point, we were trying to do sing-alongs. We tried. We tried. Well, I think On we did three of them. Zoom. Uh, we got, um, yeah, they were bad. They were Incredible. They were, we had some Alan Menken in there, so we were you trying know, to do what we could during the shutdown. Excellent. We did it before ABC did it. We did. That's we, true. I think they pretty much they copied clearly, our idea. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. ABC so, are, um, uh, avid listeners. That's incredible. Yeah. 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 I'm sure we lost some at that point. <laughs> so, um, so after the 
during the pandemic, the Ratatouille the musical took off, and you had a part in that. Tell us about that. Yeah, I also thought I was too old for TikTok, um, but I kept on hearing about this. I think I it was through a TikTok that somebody posted on Twitter of the uh, the theme song, Remy the Ratatouille, the Rat of All Our Dreams. And it's that kind of earworm that gets stuck in your head and it would just not leave my head. And I decided to download TikTok to see um, how out of control it was getting. Uh, and then I decided, what can I contribute to this? And I'm a, I'm a graphic designer. And so I decided I was going to make the poster for it. I was going to make the musical poster for Ratatouille the Musical. And I I made it one late one night and posted it, not thinking anything of it, because I, I put a few things on TikTok beforehand and zero. No one watched them. Um, maybe I watched them, so I had like one view. Um, and then I posted this poster and then before I knew it I had Playbill calling me I had Disney theatrical and uh, I was swept away with the phenomenon and got to play a part in branding the show and I now have my own Playbill official Playbill that you can buy from playbill.com and we made this fully digital hour-long show in under a month I and I, I the musicians the songwriters that were involved in that were incredible. They worked over Christmas, like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, getting all this orchestrations done, like uh, shout out to Daniel Mertzleft and um, he did all the musical arrangement for that. Uh, and all the songwriters, which we have a little, we had a little rap group chat, all the TikTok creators that were involved in that and um, experienced this wild ride together. I can't, I can't get over how it happened and it happened so quickly i had a big billboard in times square i went up to new york to go see my little poster that i made in photoshop and five stories high in times square it was really incredible and one of the most incredible things is that we had a little after show party afterwards on zoom which had pat oswalt he was there and, and brad bird and brad bird said to me that he wishes he could have come up with something as clever as my poster and I just had to say, yes, Mr. Bird. I yes, love Brad Mr. Bird. Bird. I think you're a genius. Yeah, I love your movies. Wow, wow. That's, that is that... literally you. You post something, and that's a great thing about social media. It, it can take off in ways you'll never even understand. Yeah, I can't. I can't. It was a whirlwind. Man, yeah, I don't even know the follow-up questions there because Pat Oswald, Brad, but that's. That's pretty cool. And the posters, it's an amazing Playbill cover, by the way. So very nice and if work. If you haven't seen it, put on all of our social medias this week oh, as yeah, well. Yeah, we'll share it. Um, I'm sure I shared it back then because Claire, my my youngest, told me to, I'm sure. She's, <laughs> she's, she she loved it, the the whole Ratatouille, the musical. So, and oh, um, Thank you, Claire. And, oh, man, I can't remember names now that we're on the air. When we saw Wicked... Um, the guy that played Bertram in Jesse was in Wicked when we were there. He was involved um, with Ratatouille. Yes, absolutely. Yes. yes. And so that's what got her like actually hooked in there. And she's a big fan. And getting to see him live in Wicked was really cool on Broadway. Oh, excellent. So that's kind of how Disney and Broadway intersected for Claire was we, you know, went from the Disney channel to, and actually there was like three or four different Disney channel people in that production of Wicked. But let's talk about the parks a little bit because it's not quite Broadway, but 
it is pretty darn good. It's good. It is. Um, so there's live theater more or less at two of the parks. I think Epcot has a lot of entertainment, but there's really not a Broadway a style yes. show really at Epcot. Or am I missing some? There's like street performers, there's movies, there's animatronics, but not really theatrical productions. So let's start in Animal Kingdom as we do. Uh, there's two there. The Lion King and then Nemo. Nemo coming back, shortened version, right? What do you enjoy most about those, Jess? Oh, about that. I, I haven't seen Festival of the Lion King since I was maybe 12 or 14. I remember seeing Festival of the Lion King and Tarzan Rocks. Ooh, the same there's a good wow, one. that's a Such great a, one. Yeah. How old it was. You gotta love Tarzan Rocks for all the roller skating they used to have in there. Um, but I was fortunate enough, Finding Nemo has always been on my list of things to do whenever I visited the parks, but I never got to it. And I got to go see it in February of 2020. So I got in oh, wow. there before it closed forever. And I think what's incredible about that show is it, it is Broadway quality. It is a Broadway show. The The music is fantastic. I love the puppets, the staging. You were just immersed in that story. And to tell a story completely submerged in water with fish characters, it's such a brave decision of Disney to do because it's it's hard to, to stage. It's expensive for those puppets, but it is Broadway quality. And um, I have been in love with that show when they released the music. I think it's just fantastic i love big blue world i love the blue the the big musical numbers um go with the flow is a fantastic number as well and it it really it wasn't a carbon copy of the movie it's taking the movie and using the strength of stage to tell the story in a different way and i think that's what's so good about finding nemo the musical and i think the thing that i'll remember most is that jody benson was in the audience when i get when oh, i went to oh, see wow. it so i was technically under the sea with ariel and i will <laughs> i will take that to my grave wow so ariel and nemo are in the same universe then yeah, yeah, sense, obviously yeah. i think one thing that's neat about the nemo musical is the fact that they chose a film with no songs and right and the then music, made yep. similar to the ratatouille you know there's 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 no vocal like you know they had to create that all so that was one thing that is pretty cool about nemo um now over the lion king derek is a huge fan of the lion king show it's my favorite um, I had not seen it until Which I still June don't believe at this point. 21. I sat next uh, to you for your first showing and you didn't even get the full showing. No, I You got the COVID showing. Which is probably all they'll ever be. Um but I had been in line. I it, it got dumped because of technical issues. I've been in the theater and then it got dumped because of technical issues. So I've just decided it wasn't ever meant to be. But it it is very entertaining. Um, lots of acrobatics. Um, maybe doesn't quite have the Broadway feel. It's got a Cirque du Soleil feel. That's yeah. how I always put it. It's Broadway meets more... Cirque in a Disney park. And isn't it in the round? If I remember, yes. Yes. That it's yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's kind of what gives that feel to it too. I think in the round, but it's engaging. It's entertaining. It gets all the audience involved. That's what I really like about it. 
I don't know if I need to be involved. Just let me sit in the corner and watch Derek. <laughs> we need to hear you make elephant sounds, Doug. No, nobody needs that. Nobody needs that. The they don't have that in Finding front of me Nemo. They're like, hey, make your fish sounds. No. No. What well, I mean, what sound does a fish make, Derek? Everyone in the audience just going. Exactly. Yeah, I, skill yeah. noises. I just. It I, is happening just very quietly. The whole time, everybody's making fish noises. So. I think they're both great shows, and you know, we talk about how Animal Kingdom is not a full day park, but if you do both of the musical numbers there, it's it's into the afternoon. You got to do something after lunch. Um, I've had to leave say. the Nemo show three fourths of the way through so many times with a little toddler. It's it's mind blowing now. I don't Good know news. if I've really watched it all the way through thinking about it. I think I've had to leave. My wife's seen it like five or six times. And I think I've had to leave in like the third act because a kid gets scared or has to go to the bathroom. Good news, Derek. They're making it shorter. I know, which Bob. is great. Yes. Yeah. All right. Should we move over to Hollywood Studios? With my other favorite show. Your oh, other favorite that? show oh. is... Doug uh, let's start with Beauty and the Beast because that not, must be it, it, Derek. Nope, it's no, not it. I do love it. it though. I'm not gonna lie; it's just been there forever. Yeah, that we, is there, a classic. It, it is. There's three shows currently over there. We have Frozen, Indiana Jones, and Beauty and the Beast. Um, let's start with Beauty and the Beast. It's been the same since I think the birth of the stage. I don't know. There was was there something else on there before? We're not historians, folks. Sorry if you came here for that, but it's been there a long. Yeah, I think I have a full videotaped me. Videotaped? I love it. 12-year-old me videotaping the show, and it's the the exact same show. Yeah, and have they shortened it post-COVID, or did they just, they don't dance, they They don't don't get together, and it's it's hilarious. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, Belle doesn't. She's not with the beast. She's like six feet away. Like, ah, oh my gosh. I laugh every time I see it. That's probably how it would have happened in real life. Like, huh? Well, I'm a a, I just don't get it because he's, you know, a fur character. A mask? I mean, he's. True true love's fist bump. True love's kiss. (laughs) Yeah. Like high high five. five. Yep. The long distance, (laughs) 80s high five. And, oh, yeah. So Beauty and the Beast, though, it, it hits. It has all your classic songs, which is good. You can check that off for the day. Uh, kids still love it. Adults love it because now the adults grew up with it. Um, I once, Doug, yeah. saw Lumiere wipe out and like oh. he was down. And I was like, oh, he's not getting up. And it took like some stage hands and they had to stop it for a good like two minutes to get that guy back on his feet or Lumiere back on his feet. I mean, and can I you was... imagine standing up in that I, I know. I was just like, oh, what are we going to do? And I didn't know what to tell my kids. And we just were like, everyone was silent and they got him back up. But yeah, I saw Lumiere just, I, it was one of those moments. I was like, why did I not have this on video? Derek. I know, fail. I think what what is great about Beauty and the Beast and having it as a stage show in the theme park is that those those musical numbers were designed for the stage. Yes. You've got the big ensemble number with Belle and, and then you've got this show stopping, be our guest and also Gaston, you get a bit of mug choreography. It's fantastic and designed for the stage. So it just lends itself to a stage performance. And um, 
differing from like the Broadway show, it's 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 interesting to see like the big Lumiere characters and the little Mrs. Potts, and so it's it's almost like the film is coming to life. Yes, like that's yeah. true. Yeah, because you have the actual like character costumes that like yeah. you would do at a meet and greet, trying to dance, which obviously <laughs> didn't work out real well for Lumiere. Nope. All right, let's go over to Derek's favorite, Yay! Indiana Jones. And it's back. Um, nothing Broadway, really. Are you kidding um, me? A good stunt show? That they, is they, all Broadway. Yeah. That's it, what it, New York needs, more stunt shows. Did you not? Yeah, that's where Spider-Man I was going. Spider-Man failed Spider-Man miserably. Was... Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, the old Spider-Man debacle. But Indiana Jones, big stage, big production. You get to see behind the scenes kind of, which is fun of production but no real musical numbers no singing and dancing is there well i what i love about that is that the whole the whole boulder scene from raiders of the lost ark is our little it's our little overture into the show because then they Mm -hmm. cut and then it opens out to the full stunt show where it's like we're we're making the movie we're behind the scenes it is in a musical it is like that way we're introduced to it and then we get the full spectacular ending with the plane and the explosions. Great, fantastic. Again, a staple of my childhood is that show. And it's getting the cast or the, the people involved. Like it's just bringing people on stage. It's teaching them about movie techniques. It's phenomenal. I think you two would enjoy that. I, I am in trouble because I was there on the day it came back and I still can't go. believe you. Still, yeah, like, I blew my mind. Yeah, I'm in trouble. I'm in the rope drop radio doghouse, if that's a thing. So um, it's a great show. But really, the current one that makes me think of Broadway probably the most is the Frozen show. And all these shows have official titles, and I've just been using you know generic terms. There's Frozen. Is what's it called? Sing along, actually. Frozen, Frozen sing along. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's Let it go. great. You don't want to hear um, me sing. No, no one. No. We've discussed this. No one wants to hear you sing. But it's or hard me when sing. you're in that show. You sing. I've been well, in there. Yeah. You start. You. You're like, why am I singing out loud right it's now? Like, I don't know. What's it's taking over my body? Disney magic. It does. It's something they pump into the, the theater. Like my kids are singing. I'm singing. We're all crying. It's great. Oh man, yeah. I like looking around and looking at the other grown men singing because they. Yeah, enjoying themselves. That's, it's a phenomenal show. Part. I think they it's did a amazing. great oh. job at like taking the Broadway and the music, but having its own like personality to it with kind of some comic relief. And it, it really, oh, yeah. they did a great job with adapting this one. The storytellers are the MVPs of that yes. entire show. They are phenomenal and fantastic and make me laugh. I, I, I think I've seen it about three times now, and it's just a surprise every time. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. It, I like the how it's different every time. That's I think my favorite part. Uh, similar to some of the stage shows on Disney Cruise Line with the genie and Hades back when you had Villains Tonight. But that's a whole nother show. Um, how they work in some jokes. So I like that. I like yeah. that with the storytellers. And then of course you get to sing "Let It Go" or other songs of your preference. They do skip some. Do. I do like First Time in Forever reprise, and we're not allowed to sing that in the sing-along. You know, that, there's only so much time. Uh, the I get the ticking. next group in. 
Bob Chapek's watching the clock. They'll also, that that theater is literally the perfect theater for that. Oh, it's what they huge. did with the reverse projection and yeah, is I wonder what they were gonna do after the American Idol stuff. And yeah, they they did a wonderful job with Frozen. I do miss American Idol because I, I like to no. go and judge. Okay. You got asked to judge other people at a theme park, that is which what I Doug do would already. Do. Yes, yes. Now I got to that. do it like officially. So <laughs> I never got to experience that. I, I knew it when it was uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Play It. Oh, well, that, that was, was a there. good one. Yeah, too. that was there and for a little over, bit. This is over at Toy Story, the millionaire show. But uh, I did not win a Disney cruise like somebody else did when I did that. So that was unfortunate. All right. So one other question about the Disney parks, Jess. If you could see another like IP, Disney-wise, come and be produced in a park, what would it be? What would you like to see come to a park? Well, that is such a good question. Um, and I think it's a question that a lot of people are asking right now since uh, in Disney California Adventure, the mm-hmm. Hyperion Theater is sitting there empty. Just cobwebs. What's, yeah, what's it doing? Just Crickets. Sitting there empty. Um, I miss Aladdin. Aladdin was, I saw Aladdin there and it was phenomenal. It, it was great. Still one of the best. I saw Frozen there. Oh, I, saw Frozen, I saw Frozen as well, and but Aladdin was better in my mind. I never got to see Aladdin. Well, I heard it was great. But in fact, the guy that used to play the genie is on TikTok, and he ah. shares some clips of him well, as the genie. Let's see. I need to be on TikTok. And, yeah, you get some good Disney tidbits on uh, on TikTok. But if I were to pick one thing to uh, fill that void in either the Voyage of the Little Mermaid Theater or oh. Experience Theater, oh, would be, yeah. um, I think, in concert. I agree. Oh, yeah. We've been listening to that soundtrack nonstop the last couple of weeks. It is. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda is very good at structuring musicals and songs that progress the story. Um, it would work great on stage and um, everyone loves the music. And you can do so much with the staging because you've got the casita, which is... Changing magic. Yeah. The, re- the rear projection that they use, the technology, I, I just assume that could be... All the house stuff right there and everything, yeah. Yeah, and the and what you can do is stages these days. Uh, you can make them come up and down, and um, there's a, there's a stage. Hades Town currently playing Broadway. The stage comes down when they go to hell. Um, Lord of the Rings, the musical that Wait, was in what? London in 2011. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. The I missed this. I would have three went. hours long. Oh my god, two intervals. But their stage would create mountains and valleys. And, and I can just imagine like a rippling stage for Encanto for the house and, and making all these different areas and the rear projection that you can use with that. It would be so colorful, so magical. Everyone loves the music. It is perfect. It is perfect for a theme park show. Yeah, that's a good point. I was just going to say Coco, but your, your idea is better. Coco had to... its time. It didn't get into Mexico yet, so I move on to something new. It's inharmonious. I, but like with Coco, though, the, to argue Coco's point, it, there there was what three, four songs in Coco. I don't you could I don't... Exp, you could write new music for it, mm-hmm. like they did for Finding Nemo, yeah. and I think that would that would be great. Would I be. still I'd... want Hamilton in the American Adventure done, Lin Manuel <laughs> like, by Weird Al Yankovic. Whatever you got to do for the American Adventure, get that thing up a little bit. 
that would be that's I, i'm pretty stage. sure lin manuel at this point is like on contract with disney like every mm. third song he writes has yeah. to be a disney song something like that yeah I, I will admit, I've never seen the American Adventure show. It seems like a big theater. I've never been It's a it, great though. theater, and, and I, I do not ooh. love the show. Some of our listeners it's... called me out on it, so I posted when I was there. I was like, eh, and people are like, what? It is the best show there. Yeah. And I'm like, it's okay. It It is what you take your kids to when you pull them out of school. To be like, look, we're learning. <laughs> and you can tell their teacher that. That's, 2001 called. That they want the their purpose. animatronics back. 2001? 1980s called and okay. they want their animatronics. I tried um, to give it like benefits. No, there's yeah. no benefit. Oh, wait. I did it's see it when I was a kid. Fantastic. It hasn't changed. You're right. They've updated a few things, but not much. It's fantastic air conditioning. Oh, that is true. I will be Little 100% na- great honest. Last, so spring break of... 21 we took the people that were with us that had never been to disney we did go to it we made a point of going to it and because it is classic animatronic stage show right mm-hmm. i was out in like two minutes it was a <laughs> super refreshing nap i love the show but i was asleep so it's time it's a great right. theater though it's perfect for a broadway style show yeah i agree i agree you could even change that to like celebrating the American songbook. There are so many, oh. um, like musical theater. Mm-hmm. Modern musical theater is from America. Rodgers and Hammerstein and, and all of that and have the classic American songbook, a review. Um, and with the with the soul exhibit they had about the history of jazz, nope. you can incorporate oh, yeah. that into it and just celebrate American music. That's a great no, idea. We all love I like American it. History. We all love Hamilton, but I think celebrate American music I think would be great. We got so many good ideas. We're just giving them for free. All right, let's. I, I let's do want to say on. Magic Kingdom real quick, oh. Doug. So the Magic Kingdom, I love when they announced at D twenty three they're going to have a theater like they do at DCA, and then it got cut. Uh-huh. And, and like it was we, cut like the next day. I was, I was yeah. so I was really happy uh, that there is going to be so, um off Main Street the on theater. the back. Yeah, on the it back. was going to oh. be behind Tony's, you know, yes. and the oh, one okay. parking lot they have that's close by. Basically, they're like, well, where will our VIP tours park? And that was probably that the was discussion. It. And that's yep. probably like, well, yeah, after they announced it at D23, it was like, OK, can't do that now. Uh, parking lot too important. I don't know. It's called parking garages. You could you could have a level of parking in a theater on top. It's not that complicated. So many solutions to think outside the box and put our theater there. That would have been great. And the the talk was a, you know, just like in DCA, so you can have a Frozen or Aladdin type of show in the Magic Kingdom. Because so many people only go to the Magic Kingdom. Like, no. they call it Disney World, even though it's the Magic Kingdom, right? So there's no stage show for them to see. Yes, there's uh, performances on the, the castle stage, right? But that's, that's not quite the same. What they I have talking. to say, so, uh, I don't appreciate your country bears jamboree erasure there, Doug. No, you don't like my country bears? I, no, you, I, you know. You give a shout out to those country bears. They're still going strong. They, they are. They've struggling. been around for a while. <sighs> Everybody that's listened for a while knows how I feel about the country bears. That's, <laughs> we're lucky they're still running. It's, if, if those bears ever break down, they're not fixing them. They're just putting up some hula well, that's, hoops that's and bubbles some, out that's front. That's old school technology right there. They're not breaking down forever. 
It's slowly going to become the possum park from Goofy movies. That's like those oh, 1970s dear. refrigerators that you plug in and they're still operating today at your grandma's they, house. They might use more electricity than everything else in your house, but they work. Yeah. Let's talk Broadway, shall we? So I get harassed a lot that I've never seen Lion King on Broadway or I off haven't Broadway. either. I, I, I don't know how I admit it. It's just scheduling when it's come to town hasn't worked. So currently... There's a few shows on Broadway. Jess, do you know which ones are currently there? On uh, Disney shows? Yes, the Disney. Yes. Uh, they would be um, Lion King, still going strong. I don't know if Aladdin is up and running. Or at least it's supposed to at some point. I, I think it's supposed to. I think they're the only two that are I think that's it. Yeah, technically of, there. Frozen, closed. Mm-hmm. They announced closure in the pandemic, and that's all we've had for a few years. If you count Anastasia, do we count Anastasia? I think we could. I mean, I don't know if they're making money off of that, technically. If yeah. if it's not going into Bob Chapek's pocket, we can't count it. <laughs> um, so but, the, but that also closed. But, um, technically, it has been in the last two years we've had Frozen Anastasia, Aladdin, Lion King. Oh, and then off Broadway was Winnie the Pooh, the stage adaption. Oh wow! Did not did that, not know though. that was a thing. Um, so when people hear Disney on Broadway, I think a lot of people think that it's going to be not quite Broadway. Are the Disney shows on the same level as the non-Disney shows on Broadway? Are they kind of equivalent. Is it a real experience? I would say the one that is the most breathtaking Broadway experience is The Lion King. It won the Tony back in 98 for Best Musicals um, and it is so spectacular because it it is all puppetry and it relies on on African art and design and um, the stage, it'll, again like Pride Rock comes out and it spirals up and it is just so visually spectacular it's great for families it's music that we all or love and grew up with um but it has this these these like african undertones to it it's taking what we know about the movie and making it new i think that's what's so good about the lion king it is it was so well done because telling a story on film and telling a story on stage is something completely different you can't just copy paste and unfortunately with some disney on broadway shows they've tried to just copy paste and it didn't work. Like Tarzan didn't last very long on Broadway. Um, they did try some really interesting things with Tarzan. Like I, there's Jane in one song. She's lo- looking at all these flora and fauna, and then it's like the stage tilts, and we're looking at an aerial view of her. But she's like just on a on a rig, so she's walking horizontal. But it's like we're looking at her from a aerial view. Really, really interesting things they tried to do with the staging on Tarzan but the the songs just didn't quite have that same punch as the Phil Collins songs in the movie because the Phil Collins songs go way harder than they Mm -hmm. should um but then bombarding it with these new songs these new arrangements it just got a little tired and I think that's the same unfortunately for my favorite thing in the entire world Little Mermaid the Little Mermaid the songs that they added in sometimes just slow down uh, there's one song from Little Moment on Broadway that I, I adore. It's called If Only, and you get um, Ariel singing, Eric singing, 
uh, Sebastian singing and uh, Triton singing. And it's just this beautiful quartet about um, Triton worried about Ariel, Ariel wondering if Eric loves her, Eric wondering what that voice is, in, if he should go after the voice or who, if he should be in love with Ariel. And then Sebastian also worried about Ariel. Uh, but the thing with Little Mermaid is that they rushed it. They rushed it to Broadway. And I think there were some things that they could have spent a little more time on the set, looked a little plasticky, I would say. Mm. But, um, and I think that's been the problem with a few things they brought to after the success of The Lion King. And they, of course, got excited, like, what else can we do? Everything, yes, we're making Every, money. Let's everything. make more money. But didn't think about how you can adapt these stories for stage. And it's, it's especially difficult with The Little Mermaid. I mean, famously, they were all on Heelys to try and get the illusion of water. And I will say one of the eels nearly fell in my lap once when I saw it. Um, he nearly fell off the stage into my lap uh, when he was on his Heelys. But some some work, and that was The Lion King works. Um, I thought Frozen were, worked. I thought it was better than The Little Mermaid and uh, and other times. Uh, Newsies is a good show mm -hmm. on Broadway. That has the spectacle. The dancing is incredible in Newsies. Um, but that, that's just been a bit of disappointment is how rushed things are. Where was Mary Poppins on the oh, scale? I think what's really interesting about Mary Poppins is that it wasn't a completely Disney theatrical experience. They, they had to partner with Cameron McIntosh, uh, the producer, because P um, what's her name? Travers, Travers. Who, who wrote Mary Poppins still owned the rights. Like Walt Disney does not have the rights. Oh. So it is, it is a British produced musical by British songwriter duo Styles and Drew. And it has that cheeky Cockney feel to it. Um, so you get the, you get the, the famous songs, you get Feed the Birds, you get um, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, but it's, it's almost breathing a new voice to it because it's, it's written by, instead of the, instead of just purely the Sherman Brothers music, you get this, this British music influence to mm. it. And what was very impressive about about um, Mary Poppins is that the Banks house is like a full set that lowers down, almost like a giant dollhouse. So they really, because Karen McIntosh is famous for Les Mis and, and Miss Saigon, like he put a helicopter on stage in 1989. So he loves like a visual spectacle. And that's what he threw into Mary Poppins, like Bert dances on the ceiling. Um, and it, it's, it's very interesting because it's not what you don't, it's not a play by play of the movie. They use bits of, um, of the books and different aspects of that. So it's, it, it feels something brand new. That's, that's where I put Mary Poppins is that it felt like something new. Cool. Very cool. I don't know. That's that. I, it's a shame. I can't see it now. Like we, uh, so Disney cruise line would do a thing with Broadway to where they would have a Broadway performer from one of the Disney musicals come onto the ship for like a month or two mm -hmm. months, a short spurt. And I happened to see a lady that played Mary Poppins. And this was, you know, years before. And then she was on the ship. She played Mother Gothel in the Tangled musical on the Magic. And then on one of the sea days, she did like a talk and talked uh -huh. about her. Yeah. So that was fascinating to hear the kind of her behind the scenes of. Being on Broadway and playing Mary. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh. That's why yeah. I like Festival of the Arts at Epcot. You're getting all the Broadway they, performers coming in. I've seen oh, the Lion yeah. King performers numerous times. Yeah, hopefully that stuff will all return in time. And you've been to a show since the reopening on Broadway, correct? And mm-hmm. how how was that? How was it just being back there, the lights on and everything? Oh, wow. Oh, it was uh, – I went back in October. So I, I actually – I went to Comic-Con and um, helped out on a panel, which coincidentally was Broadway performers who love Disney, and it, which included one of the Mary Poppins, Ashley Brown, was there talking about her love of Disney and also musicals. So I got to have a full afternoon of talking about Disney and musicals, and then I went to go and see Wicked the first time in a theater in three years, and it was electric. Everybody in that entire audience was just thrilled to be there. And Glinda comes down in her bubble and she says, it's good to see me, isn't it? And got a standing ovation just for that vibe. Because oh, yeah. we're like, yes, it's yeah. so good to see you. Um, and it was it was incredible. Awesome. Probably like when we walked back into Disney World the first time after oh, the cried. shutdown. I right? cried, absolutely, it's, yes. He did. Yeah. Facts. There, I did not because I'm much more stoic and bottle <laughs> things up. No, I don't. But um, there I, do you have... Oh, when oh, I went oh. and saw... Um, uh, Hamilton when it came back you know that was our first stage performance mm-hmm. when we took our kids I mean that was yeah. just great to be able to be in a theater even though yeah, we're all in masks but it's like standing ovation mm-hmm. uh, it was so fun to be back and watching people perform it was shut down a ridiculously long time yeah yes yeah. yes it's so good to be back all right well Derek I think it's time for, for the, the lightning round, round. Congratulations. Yes, you have made it to the lightning round. This is where we will ask you questions and you answer with your favorite Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, whatever you need to. Um, And there are points, but they are made up and we keep score, but it doesn't count. As long as I I think my new quote for the lightning round, as long as it's owned by Bob Chapek, as long as he's getting a dollar, Doug, that's where you can put it in. Yeah. So, yeah. Anastasia is still gray area. There you go. Yeah. All right. Favorite Disney movie. Disney movie, A Little Mermaid. Good choice. Excellent. Yeah. Favorite Disney character? Ariel. Sticking to that. All right, we'll see if it's three for three here. Favorite Disney villain? Ooh, uh, Jafar. Oh, not mixing it up. Yeah, yeah don't not, mess with me there. Yeah. Ooh. Favorite Disney song? Oh, that is such a hard question because there's different things I like. Mm-hmm. But I think the one thing that I listen to all the time is the main title's music from The Little Mermaid. That's a good wow. one. That might be okay. the first on the show that that's been said. Yeah, too. definitely. Yeah. All right. Favorite Disney park? Ooh. Oh, these are hard questions. I know it's a lightning round, so I have to be fast. Okay, Disneyland Park in California. Yeah, oh, that's... Two very different places. Yeah, they absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, favorite classic attraction you define classic? Ooh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Yes! That is as classic you, as it gets. I you, approve. You end in hell. That's fantastic. I, it's I love fantastic. it. I, so I had talked it up big before we went to California for the first time with my kids. Like, mm-hmm. really, really talked it up. And we get off, and they're. I mean, they weren't very old, like five, seven, nine. And they're like, 
were those just cardboard cutouts? And did we go to hell, Dad? Can I say what, that? What happened? Yep. Like, I can say hell now. We went there at Disney. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're like, no, shh, be quiet. Like, there's uncorrupted children around. <laughs> that was two friends and I. We this summer we went on this Toad's World ride, and each of us had to record our own commentary of us going through the ride for each other and then we've shared these files and they are fantastic so if you're ever feeling blue you just pull up these files and just listen to people just listen to us getting so confused as to where we're going on mr toad's world ride it's that that it's might wild. be the next live episode doug we've done some we, we just, gotta do no, we have not gone we out, record our uh, own uh, yeah, commentary yeah i mystery science theater style at something <laughs> yeah. would be fun like blue earth or planet earth or whatever we can comment on that all right we should move on favorite modern attraction you define modern i'm gonna have to go with flight of passage there you go yeah derek approves of that That's... i like it it's a great one so and good. avatar 2 might actually come out this year Jeez, you are on about this avatar i know thing i watched today. a thing I... on it today it happens it's not happening it, you know it... what? I was not on the Avatar bandwagon until I went to Pandora, and now I'm all about Avatar. See, the, there you go. the theme park has helped the movie. It, oh, absolutely, it has. Right? That is not, how often yeah. does that happen? And the Cirque du Soleil show helped it as well. Okay. Favorite no Disney resort? No, no one saw that, Derek. Is I it... did. Oh, Disney Resort. Okay, it's it's got to be the Polynesian or the Disneyland Hotel. That's solid choices. Yeah, those are great. You got it. It's not all-star sports, so it's correct. All right. Uh, favorite counter-service restaurant? Oh, it's got to be um, the the canteen in Pandora. I yeah. love Space Chipotle. It's my favorite it's, place. <laughs> yes, it is. It's ours, too. It's hands down. It's I, we don't understand anybody that gives a different answer. We usually ask if they've eaten there. Yeah, it it is the best. I there's I no other answer. People will answer Casey's Corner. Don't understand it. No, no, no. Favorite table service restaurant. Okay, table service restaurant. I will say, can I give a, sh- a shout out to the Rosen Crown for having the best fish and chips in the USA? Oh, okay. Wow. My favorite table service restaurant. Oh gosh, it's so hard to pick. I think okay, be our guest. I think be our guest is wonderful. I love the dinner service there. It's a whole spectacle. Um, I love the the grace the three desserts that you get at the end. Yeah, I'm gonna say, and the French onion soup is so good. It, it even rivals good. Chef de France. I think French onion soup in be our guest is better. Yeah. Derek, you really liked it your last time. I did. It was a phenomenal meal. Yeah. It was great. Maybe I need to go back. It's been a while for me. I don't think I've been there since they've done the fixed menu. So, yeah, I'm probably due. I must be. That's You're not the only one to say that. You're, you're, you sold me. All right. Most important question. Favorite Disney snack? Oh, uh, I'm going to have to say the Dole Whip. Oh, oh what do you do? Yes. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. You have won. All right. We have a couple more, but you've already won. All right. Fis- favorite Disney drink? Disney drink? Okay. Um, in Ogre's Cantina, it's called Cliff Diver. 
It's one of the non-alcoholic ones, but it's just it's got some pineapple in it, got tropical flavors, and you get the mm. the the po- the, po- the the pork glass. Pork, the yeah. Yep, the pork one. Yeah, I'd hold yeah. it up to the camera if my camera is working. I got my pork is my pencil holder right right here. That is a good one. Um, excellent choice. Favorite or not favorite? My gosh, read the script, Douglas. All right, Disney bucket list item. Has, it has to be going to one of the um, Asia parks. It has Tokyo Disney Sea, mm-hmm. Tokyo Disney, uh, Shanghai. I really want to go to those. You can do them all. It's your bucket. You yeah. can just yeah. It's one trip. All the just parks. There you all, go. All, all three of them. All the, all the parks. Yeah. Yes. Make the bucket big. Mine as well. All right, and that concludes the, the lightning. lightning round. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being on this week's episode, Jess. Take a second right now and let our listeners know where they can find and follow you. You can find me on Twitter, um, which is at Tiny Mallet. And for those wondering why, why my username is at Tiny Mallet, it's a very niche, wicked joke to keep with the theme of musicals. And uh, if you want to see some fun visual jokes that i make on tiktok my username is sizzwidge which is s-i-f-w-i-j yes i enjoy the uh dancing um oh safety brochures the the kids putting on there (laughs) and the airplane that was fantastic i laughed more at it and then showed my children and then they were like dad why are you on tiktok (laughs) yeah i can't dance it's the only way i can play with dance trends on there i get well I will put those links in the show notes, but we need to get to our Patreon episode. So Jess will be joining us there. So if you want to be a part of that and hear that one, you'll have to join our community and that link will be in the show notes and be sure to leave a review so we can read and butcher your name on next week's episode and like and follow and subscribe to all things at Rope Drop Radio. And if you want a book a trip, because you want to see one of these amazing musical performance at one of the Disney parks, you're going to have to contact the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. Her email is also in the show notes. But that is all the time that we have. So for Jess and Doug, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.